Hi friends, happy new year and welcome to the Cozy Club. I'm Reagan. And I'm Monica. And welcome to a warm hug and podcast forum for all the soft hearts out there. Grab a warm drink and join us for wholesome books, games, stories, and more. In today's episode, we're going to be chatting about all things 2023, our cozy goals, how we're going to bring self-love and self-care into the new year. So excited for this episode and to talk about all of the goals and ideas that we have for this year. Before we dive in though, just want to remind you all to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on your podcast listening app of choice and be sure to leave a review it always helps us out and also just a note on our book club you have a little bit of time left so our discussion will be going up in early february but if you'd like to send in your review or thoughts on the book that we're reading which is the thursday murder club you can email us at cozyclubpodcast at gmail.com and just make sure to do so by january 20th because we'd love to include your thoughts in that episode Yes, we're so excited about the book club and we're so excited to share with all of y'all. Today's episode, Mm -hmm. I think, is a fun one. I feel like I've had an interesting history when it comes to quote unquote New Year resolutions, but I feel like I've really evolved, Mm -hmm. like actually how I approach this subject, especially as I've gotten older. And I'm really curious to see like your personal approach as well, Monica. But like for me, I feel like I used to put a lot of pressure on the new year, thinking about all these grand and big and large things that I want or need to accomplish. But now I really like to set kind of more focused, you could even say like small goals that are very, very achievable and also more focused on like what actually brings me joy and happiness and mm-hmm. more look at the new year as an opportunity to kind of set the table and kind of create an environment for myself that will bring me comfort and care throughout the next 365 days, if you, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I think... Very similarly for me in the past, I've always been very like, like I would just like set various tasks for myself almost Mm, at the beginning of the mm -hmm. year. Like, oh, I want to read X number of books or I want to walk X number of times. And it's like, Mm -hmm. that's the kind of thing that for me, and I think for a lot of people, you kind of start out the year doing and then you taper off and it just kind of leads to like feeling a bit like a disappointment or you just mm-hmm. like move on with your life and you forget about those goals in general. Yeah. Um, and so for me this year, sort of like my idea for my the goals that I'm setting is less about like what are these random tasks or random things that I just want to do more of because I think they'll make me a, you know, a like better person or whatever. And instead like asking myself like what do I actually want my life to look like in 2023? And then like mm-hmm. setting out plans and ideas that like help me to achieve that or help me to achieve that feeling oh I think that's lovely um I agree especially about these like task things I don't actually think there's personally anything wrong too much I like to set like general oh, yeah. posts and guidelines um mm-hmm. but I also think it's really important to not make it like the be-all end-all of anything um as well like at the end of the day Mm -hmm. like if your new year's resolution is bringing you not just not happy like not joy because you're not doing it or Mm -hmm. not even like a life change but just stress in this sense of like oh I'm not accomplishing what I thought like clearly like let's reposition how we're looking at goals and and approaching like the new year like all together you know what I mean yeah no hundred percent So Monica, tell me, what do you want your life to look like in 2023? Tell me your mood board of the year. (laughs) 
I think for me, and I, I think a big part of this is, you know, we talked in the last episode about a lot of our favorites. Um, mm-hmm. And a big part of that has been like really diving into, like back into music. Mm. And that's really brought me, and that's where like passion for music has really brought me back into like a headspace that I haven't been in in a few years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like I used to be like super um, – adventurous like a lot Mm. more willing to like take risks and like be Mm -hmm. adventurous in a way that like I haven't really been over the past few years and I think like that's pretty normal just like as you get older but also just like because of everything happening in the past few years but I think for me this year especially like as I'm you know I've started like diving back into tumblr and (laughs) I feel like reconnecting with like my authentic self whatever that might mean yeah, I've I've just like wanted to really refocus my this year and like really focus on like that sense of adventure and whimsy and like just having fun. You know, I feel like sometimes I get so like caught up in trying to achieve various goals or just achieve in general. Mm-hmm. Um and it it just leads to kind of once I achieve that thing, then there's like something else to achieve, you know, it's sort of mm-hmm. like this never ending mm-hmm. cycle. Yeah. And when I look back at like the things that give me purpose or bring bring me joy, you know, it's not always it's very rarely, honestly, achieving things. It's it's doing things. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, I think that's that's kind of my focus or my idea for this year. It's like being more adventurous and also just like being more and this might be a little bit weird, but but being more delusional. Um <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I think that's the other thing is I'm I'm just like very aggressively self aware. And I feel like it sometimes like inhibits me from like doing enjoying things. the moment. And, and I used to not be enjoying the moment and not even that, but like being like, Oh, I could never do that. I can't put like, myself it, in that. It caused me of... to like pull myself. Yeah, or like I mm-hmm. could never get to that level. And instead just like like believing that I can do it, you know, just yeah, having that sure. sort of like delusion of grandeur or whatever. And you heard it here like first, people. Again. 2023 <laughs> is the year of delusion. I love yes. it. <laughs> and yeah, I feel like it's, it's not even just like believing in yourself. It's just like mm-hmm. refusing to even acknowledge the idea that like there's another option. Um, yeah. I feel like that's the mindset that I'm really trying to like go into this year with. I think that's great, especially if you have like a lot of anxiety like special social anxiety mm-hmm. like I feel like I stop myself from going to certain events or things because like things like imposter yeah. syndrome so if you dilute mm-hmm. if you like I'm going to delude myself into thinking even though you're not deluding because like the concept of imposter mm-hmm. syndrome is that you don't think you're worthy but you are objectively allowed to be in these spaces but if you need to delude yourself to trick yourself into thinking that you should be comfortable <laughs> in these spaces even though you are completely sh- are allowed to be there I think that's like a great like mental trick to to like overcome yeah. things yeah. that Personally, I agree that, like, I'm so self-aware. Like, I get too self-aware and uncomfortable. Monica and Mm -hmm. I have gone to, like, some various things together in the past, like, networking. And we were just so (laughs) anxious in the corner, just, like, staring off into the distance. So maybe we needed needed a little (laughs) more delusion then. So that's a great – I think that's a great uh, concept for the new year. Thank you. How about you? What are your – what's sort of your vision for the year? I just think – for me, I really, I think I've mentioned this in a previous concept or at a previous podcast is I feel like I find a lot of joy by having like small dreams for myself 
and really Mm -hmm. reflecting on like little and big things that really make me happy. And it could be so simple, but could just really increase my quote unquote quality of life for myself. Um, So just really trying to prioritize those like little moments and think about you know, things that I discovered maybe in 2022 and I want to continue to intentionally make sure I am including that in my life for the new year and just kind of celebrating Mm -hmm. like the mundaneness of life, but the beauty that can be found in kind of like the everyday and like celebrating parts of that, that make me the happiest. And I, I feel like people, I, I love to travel. I love to do grand things. And like, those are definitely goals for me too. But I also think you can mm-hmm. have goals that center around just your everyday existing that have nothing to do mm-hmm. with productivity. Like, as you mentioned, that just simply is like a nice little moment. And I really just think it can really help. At least it helps my headspace a lot. And I think like some examples that. of that are like next year, I really want to continue to rediscover passions. I feel like I've let go from my childhood. I feel mm-hmm. like... When you're growing up, I felt like I had more freedom and space in some ways because I was maybe less self-aware to explore and love like a huge variety of things. And I think through time and maybe because I also get obsessive with a single hobby, I've let a lot of like these individual hobbies go and I've kind of gone all in with like a few things. And this past year, I've really tried to push myself to combine things or kind of rediscover things that I loved I think one of them was getting back into gaming I used to play so I my first mm-hmm. job was at GameStop which could be like a whole whole story <laughs> for another day but I used to play so many video games I loved it it was such a thing it was it was a thing I did with my friends we had land parties and I kind of let that go in college and in early adulthood and I think rediscovering that especially this past year has been such a joy with like cozy gaming but just other types of gaming too and like fitting that into my routine has been so nice another one is like puzzles or games and activities that I loved when I was a kid that I again just like kind of stopped doing or perhaps forgot about um and just like challenging myself to try new things I don't know I think just like these small moments uh I just like to continue and to be really thoughtful about going into the new year. And they could really be very small, like a puzzle, for example. And I love that. It's like romanticizing your life, that very like Ghibli vibe almost. Yes, yes, yes. A completely 100%. I try to romanticize everything. And there's, and again, like we'll go (laughs) more into like more specific goals. Like I have some specific reading goals and like activity goals and stuff too. But I think my general umbrella theme of the year is kind of this um, small moments sort of situation. I love that. I love that. Like our, our goals are almost like opposite, but like at the core is like almost driven by the same thing of like, just trying to like lose that like intense Mm self-awareness that's like almost holding us back. It's very Namjoon of us. I feel like letting yourself relearn who you are as a person, Mm -hmm. um, is really important because like we change all the time. Yeah. And also realizing like relearning yourself, but also letting yourself try new things mm-hmm. because you're not done mm-hmm. becoming a person just because yeah. you're a quote unquote adult now. But I guess moving on from our more thematic approach for our mm-hmm. new year goals, should we chat about maybe our reading goals that we might have for ourselves? I know a lot of our listeners yeah. are big readers like us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you want to kick us off with your goals? Sure. I feel like reading is where I get the most specific just because... Mm-hmm. It's such a, let's say, a well, very well worked out muscle in my life. Um, And Mm -hmm. personally, I think it's important to preface that 
hitting or achieving your reading goal ultimately is like not important. Some people find it really fun to have this type of challenge. Some people find it to be really stressful. I think it's important to recognize where you fall on that spectrum and then act accordingly and not add pressure to your life um, by just having a reading goal because everyone else has a reading goal, for example. For me, I always just, I have been setting the same reading goal every year and sometimes failing it and sometimes beating it. (laughs) And I just really have one because I like to keep track of everything I'm reading and just, I like it from Mm -hmm. a data point of view. Um, But I always just set my reading goal at 75 books, which I know is quite a bit, but I read a lot. And that's Sometimes, as I said, I hit it easily and sometimes I do not. So it just depends on what I'm reading throughout the year. But I think my large goal for the most part when it comes to books is to really pursue things that I'm excited to read. I'm such a mood reader, but I also love to make TBRs. But I think sometimes I can get really hard on myself to like sticking to the list of books that I set aside for myself. It's completely t- it's completely mm-hmm. fine to meander off the path and just really try to discover things that's going to make me the happiest in the moment. I also want to try to continue to read more broadly. And I think this really came from sort of reflecting on my favorite reads of last year. Obviously, I read a lot of fantasy and that's never going to change. It's still always going to be like 80% fantasy. But I also feel like when I looked at my favorite books of the year, they came from genres that also were not fantasy. So I really want to continue to kind of explore that and figure out like what is my favorite subcategories of even like lit fic, you know? Because lit fic is so broad and like within the fantasy genre, I know like a certain few buzzwords that I'm like, oh yes, 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 yes. I love that in fantasy. And I really want to try to like explore other genres and figure out like my favorite niches even within those and then continue to make sure I'm reading that and just, you know, exploring and kind of testing the waters with new things. Another goal I have with reading is more audiobooks. I got really into audiobooks this past year because I've been pairing reading Mm -hmm. with like other activities, like going on walks or doing puzzles or even like playing video games. It is like such Mm -hmm. the ultimate combination for me. I love it. Um, I feel like I struggle sometimes with not having my attention pulled in like multiple directions. Like I watch TV, but I'll be constantly checking my phone. So I feel like pairing an audiobook with an activity really allows me to just sit down and absorb the story. And it's such a lovely experience that I know a lot of people already do, but it's, it was a very new for me discovery in the past like few months. So I really want to carry that into the new year too. I think those are my big reading goals. Yeah, I think for me, reading goals are, it's such a like rot task setting mm-hmm. them every year because yes. I I don't really know what like works for me because like mm-hmm. I did one year a couple years ago where I was super intense about re- my reading goals. I was like, I'm gonna, I just like wanted to basically experiment. Like what if I treated this like the way that I treat work? And so I set like oh. quarterly goals for myself and like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that was not sustainable. It did not work <laughs> out for me. Um <laughs> And, like, it's not even that I didn't read a lot that year because I actually did. It just wasn't enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. And then this past year, I was like, I'm going to go complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really set any reading goals. Um, mm-hmm. I think I set my, my goal on Goodreads to, like, 10. And then I quit Goodreads. And I moved my, like, reading to Notion, which I really like mm-hmm. using Notion to, like, monitor or keep track of my library. But I think mm-hmm. I've come to the realization that I don't love it as much for tracking my – 
reading um, mm. because I kind of missed the social element. So I think this year I am coming back to Goodreads um, and I'm going to be kicking that back off and like sharing on there again, just because like I kind of missed that part. I think for me, it also stemmed from having this moment of realizing that like almost every single hobby that I did, I was also turning into content in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think this is something that even like is only like online creators will relate to. I think like just in general social media and like sharing everything you're doing, no matter like what it is, um, is Mm -hmm. a thing that like a lot of people can relate to. And so like, Mm -hmm. I think for me, like I I didn't really even talk about books. Like I I talked about books I was really passionate about in Mm -hmm. like videos on YouTube and in this podcast, but like I really pulled back on like, like I didn't really do any like many like wrap up kind of videos or things like that. Cause I just like wanted to experiment. What if I took this thing and like brought it a little bit more offline Mm. um and I kind of did like that a bit like I just took away a lot of the pressure you know I feel like one of the big trends is like creating very themed TBRs and like I tried to do that a couple of times um I think what I've come to the conclusion of is like I'm just not someone who can like read the same kind of thing over and over and over again mm-hmm. um and mad respect to people who do it because like it is so impressive to me like I tried to do it basically with Olive e. Blake I was like okay I because somehow um I had purchased all of her self-published works before they got um picked up by Tor and mm. so you like you can't get most of these books anymore and you probably aren't gonna be able to get them for like a couple of years until they're like yeah traditionally published I'm like what if I read all of them because I have all of them yeah um and I tried and I I did really like I I really liked Atlas 6 and then I thought Alone with You in the Ether was fine uh Mm -hmm. people love that one sorry (laughs) that's upsetting um I thought it was fine um and then I like tried to continue like with another one I was like I can't do this (laughs) yeah I need to move on to like something else so I think for me like pulling back a little bit was really helpful for me this year in honestly like just recalibrating like what I want to get out of my reading yeah and so I think my main goal this year is like what I've realized over the past couple of years by doing all of this is that okay I like having a number I like having something I can like feel like I'm working towards too but Mm -hmm. not like a ton of numbers so I'm just setting my like goal to 50 yeah and you know that's the goal and then there's no other real goals outside of that um, yeah. I just want to like read books I love and then always like you know I always want to read more like Korean fiction and mm-hmm. I think this year I definitely want to read more poetry I feel like in terms of oh. genre that's like the one sort of real goal for me is just like I feel wanting like to do... bring poetry back into my life poetry feels on brand for you because here I just feel like <laughs> it could be it's like such a little of a moment continuing on that note outside of books do you have any like general media watching etc kind of goals i always feel like in the past few years one of my goals is to watch more anime so mm-hmm. this is another thing like about rediscovering my childhood passions i watched so much anime growing up like my anime list which is like a tracker there's a my drama list 4k dramas like i had like mm-hmm. 40 days watched by the end of high school. Like I watched so much stuff, all the new season drops and everything. And I just sort of stopped watching it also when I went to college and started working. And here and there, I feel like I've tried to watch some shows, but I haven't really prioritized really watching as much as I would like, especially just given how big of a part of my life it used to be. Um, And so I really want to like distill down some of the shows I've missed, um, 
and I, I like a huge range of anime. Like, I like the shonen action. I love the indie. I love shoujo. I love the romantic slice of life, like the adorable, endearing ones. Um, and I just kind of want to watch more of that next year. And I might need to make it actually very structured for me to happen. I normally don't like very structured goals, but I feel like if I have a goal of like trying to watch one anime a month, I think I'll have mm-hmm. like more success because I just don't... And it's also like a solo watching experience for me. Um, generally, mm-hmm. sometimes. Sometimes Clay will watch anime with me. But we just have so many shows recycling around. It's, it can be kind of hard to have like one a month for an anime. But yeah. I feel like if I just like make sure I do it, I think it would make, bring me a lot. I think I'd be really happy with myself for kind of getting back into that. I'm excited to hear all of your anime recs. Oh, I hope I have some. <laughs> soon, <laughs> soon. And the thing is like, and it doesn't have to be hard. There's like, there's animes that are obviously really long, but there's so many like OVAs or like 12 episode series. There's just so many options. Mm-hmm. It's very achievable. I just have to commit and maybe, I don't know, <laughs> I just have to commit back into it. I just want to get back in. What about you? Do you have any uh, TV movie goals? I have AMC A-List, which is like basically movie pass, but for AMC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I saw four movies last year and, yeah. uh, is basically I saw uh, Marcel the Shell twice and I saw Don't Worry Darling twice. I should have mentioned Marcel the Shell as my favorite movie of last year because that movie is one of my favorite movies. I sobbed my eyes out the entire time. Same. I've never been like so happy yet so sad. It was perfection. Marcel the Shell with shoes on was a masterpiece. Um, It makes sense. Mm -hmm. I would have to see it in theaters more to that have been 50% of your consumption in movie theaters last year. Kind of a win. Yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah, and I like I literally I booked to see Elvis I think three different times and canceled every time. <laughs> so my goal for this year is to just use my AMC pass. Like mm-hmm. I wanna really put it to work. I wanna try and mm-hmm. see as many films as I possibly can this year because I really love like the theater experience. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, getting popcorn, getting an icy and just mm-hmm. like watching a movie with people. I think it's like yeah. I think it's so fun. And so yeah, that's probably my big goal in terms of like watching like that kind of media. But outside of that, I do have more goals for gaming. Um, I mm. think especially for me, like I I love my Nintendo Switch, but I really want to get more back into like PC stuff again because I feel like oh, yeah. I, I've just been like super hyper focused on like you know all the 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 Nintendo Switch games for a while. So that's something I want to do more of when mm. I am home, which looking at my 2023 is actually not very often but um when I am home I would like to prioritize that a bit more and just like gaming in general because I was making a lot more gaming content I Mm -hmm. was cycling through a lot of games and I kind of want to like take a step back from that and just like let myself really dig into like a couple of games and like Mm -hmm. not feel that pressure to like play a ton of things so that I can like recommend a lot of things mm-hmm. it's almost like gaming took on because I gave that the up reading. for books I like I swapped in gaming and I was like okay yeah. well then I'll just do exactly that but I'll do it for video games yeah um and yeah I kind of want to like take a little bit of a step back from that no that makes total sense and I definitely have video game goals mine are much more simple I mean I do make some video game content but uh, mm-hmm. I've recently started playing Skyrim again, and Skyrim was such a moment in my life when it came out. Um, <laughs> was it like 2011, 2012? It was all I did mm-hmm. for a good year straight. And I bought it on my Switch, and it's making me, first off, Skyrim is a cozy game. I don't care what anyone says. It's winter. <laughs> 
you get you can you get to have cute outfits like yeah sure there's a lot of blood and gore <laughs> but to me it is a cozy game and i will be taking no counter arguments uh, but there's just something so wonderful about the feeling of endless opportunity in an open world rpg breath of the wild one of my favorite games of all time, Skyrim. I just love exploring and like going about a game like my own pace. And like, I can definitely be, I can get very hyper-focused on games and being like a completionist. I remember when, remember, did you ever have an Xbox? They had those like achievements that you could Mm -hmm. get in games. I would get so obsessed about getting every single, yeah, like for Fable 3, I got like every single one. It took me all summer. So I kind of want to like fall back into like getting really just like deeply absorbed into one or two games. And then obviously I can like sprinkle in a few more simple like indie games but I just love that mm-hmm. like oh I can't wait to have like an hour and a half gaming session where I just do this one specific series of quests to get one very specific piece of armor or something um so I think I want to just play more Skyrim I guess in 2023 that's my statement until yeah. the new Breath of the Wild game comes that. out <laughs> and when then the new Breath of the Wild game comes out you'll never see me ever again <laughs> <laughs> I love that have you played Breath of the Wild I have. I'm really dumb okay. in it, though. Ah, uh, that's fair. I'm just like I, I'm. I, I feel like I'm not smart enough sometimes. <laughs> like I literally, I, I remember I started it and I was basically uh-huh. running around with no clothes because I didn't realize you were supposed to like open the chest <laughs> and take out clothes. <laughs> to be fair, I feel like I have this philosophy. So growing up, especially because I always have loved Zelda games and like puzzle RPG games, mm-hmm. I would never cheat. I would spend hours and hours trying to solve things now if i can't figure it out in the like first two tries i'm just i just google because i'm just i'm here for a good time i'm not here (laughs) to like be you know stressed and frustrated and confused some people love that feeling but i know it'll just make me put it down and i will never pick it back up again so i just google it god bless ing i hate being frustrated game guides same (laughs) i love games that have easy modes those are my favorite yes yes because that's the thing is like i I think that was the thing that, like, always held me because I was not a gamer growing up. Like, I loved mm-hmm. Pokemon and, that, and like, mm-hmm. Barbie games. Mm-hmm. That was it. I loved the storyline. For mm-hmm. example, with Kingdom Hearts, I would make my mom play it and then, like, let oh, me watch the story. Oh, you would watch it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, my I mom was actually really into video games. She, like, loved mm-hmm. Mario and Tomb Raider mm-hmm. and all of that. And I, like, it gave me so much anxiety. Like, a couple of years ago, I realized that there are a lot of games that, like, just don't have that feeling like don't give you that feeling yeah. that are just like more chill and like that like opened up a whole new world for me even though i don't okay i don't like combat in uh-huh. most games but i loved one of my favorite games growing up was like mortal combat i love senseless combat okay like where it doesn't really take much skill she <laughs> likes so, senseless like, violence like... and delusion yeah <laughs> so like um i love like i loved mortal combat and i love hate like dungeon crawler kind of games like hades mm-hmm and even, like, the combat in, like, Stardew Valley, where it's just, mm-hmm. like, you're kind of just hitting things and you're hoping. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure someone listening to this is going to be, like, there is it, – it does take skill or whatever and whatever. <laughs> I play on easy mode or whatever it's called, god <laughs> mode. So it doesn't take much. Um, but Hades is so fun. You should 100% you should 100% play it. It's on the Switch. Mm-hmm. And you basically play as this really hot son of Hades. Nice. Which is half the reason why I play the game. But it's, like, also got such a good story. Like, if you love mythology, like, basically mm-hmm. as you play 
and you're meant to fail like you're meant to continuously fail at the game but mm -hmm. every time you fail you get like you unveil more and more of the story and oh. the story is so good i desperately want it to be adapted i feel like it would make such a good show and they just announced hades 2 mm. and i cannot wait for that um right. i don't I actually don't know if it's coming out this year it might be 2024 but i feel like you'd really like hades it's such a okay. fun time i'll add it's it like the list. lord mm -hmm. so good i love it i love it i'm so excited um should we Yay. segue into uh life goals i want to hear about what, what are your plans for your life monica for 2023 oh boy so 2023 is like kind of a wild year i feel like for travel for both of us i feel like mm -hmm. it, it's basically we're traveling like a lot of the travel i'm doing this year is with you yeah <laughs> and so yeah i think that was like one of my big goals going into this year it was just like i just want to you know go back into living out of a suitcase mode mm -hmm. um which was like kind of my life for a while and i mean it did cause like pretty extreme burnout and i'm hoping that i don't do that to myself again but I also just, like, miss that, like, sense of movement. So mm -hmm. starting off the year, going to I'm going to L.A. for a week, mm -hmm. basically in February. Well, I'm going – currently, while this episode is up, I'm in London for, like, three weeks, which I'm so excited for. I'm going to go – I'm going to get a tattoo, going to see the Totoro show, and going to watch Maddie Healy perform. What a good time. Perform. <laughs> what, a, what a life. So excited. And I'm going on a writer's retreat, which I'm really excited for. That'll be so um, fun. Yeah, it's, like, in a big, like – castle or manor or something and mm -hmm. i'm very intrigued for how it's what that experience is going to be like yeah um and then february i was like i don't want to be cold so <laughs> i'm going to la to visit um our friend elias for a mm -hmm. week and then i'm gonna go visit reagan for a week i'm so excited <laughs> gonna go to austin for i guess technically the second time but i don't count the first time because it was south by southwest and i feel like yeah, that's that not doesn't count. An accurate <laughs> experience and then uh, basically going to be in Korea for like almost a month because mm -hmm. uh, we have our trip to Korea, which we're really excited for. Um, and that's a week long. And then I'm really excited. So my mom has not been back to Korea since she was 19 or 20, like basically mm -hmm. when she immigrated to the US, just because like we, know, we were never able to afford it. And then also like there were, we had some like issues with just like immigration stuff. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, we were never able to go back. And I've never gone to Korea because I was always like, I don't want to go until I can go with my mom. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really excited for this trip because it's like enabling me to be able to like take my mom to Korea. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to go for like almost two weeks and I'm so excited. And it's like a multi-generational trip for us basically because my sister is coming mm -hmm. and my niece is coming. And so it's like, I'm just really excited to experience that yeah. and then also to like have our trip together with like mm -hmm. all the people going on that who just seem like so cool and I think that'll be really fun. So really excited for that and if you missed out on booking that trip with us, we do have a Vietnam trip coming up also in 2023, which I'm so mm -hmm. excited for. It's going to be amazing. Um, be, yeah. And so if you want to come, come travel and go to Vietnam with Reagan and I. You should check that out. We'll have it linked. We'll have it linked either on our socials or in the episode if you want to check it out mm -hmm. there. But yeah, just like a lot of travel and like exploring. That's my yeah. probably my, one of my big life goals for the year. How about you? I feel like 2023, I'm getting married this year. So it's going to be a big year for like, you know, 
tying the knot and whatnot, um, kind of the lead up to that. And obviously we are doing a lot of travel, going to Korea and Vietnam and my wedding is also not local. So kind of being able to do that and seeing and experiencing a lot of places with the ones I hold most dear, I think is going to be such a special experience. And I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I think this year will be very memorable because of all of those things too. And I'm, I'm just really looking forward to that. I think separately to like these grand travel plans, my other life goals are like so simple. It's like, go to the doctor, <laughs> keep going to therapy. So like in between, I think it's important to recognize, like it's so great and important to like organize big goals for yourself and like celebrate these exciting moments. But also a goal can be as simple as like, I'm going to go to the doctor in 2023. I'm going to finally go to the dentist and some practical goals I do have sprinkled in betwixt uh, my reading, video game, and travel time as well. <laughs> That's really smart. I'm going to make going to therapy my 2023 goal too. <laughs> because like I started back up in 2022, but like I really liked my therapist, but mm-hmm. I feel like after a while I wasn't really – honestly, I, I... – I need to make a psych- psychologist appointment is what mm-hmm. I need to make. So that's my goal. That's my goal this year is I need to, uh, I, I need to go a little bit beyond talk therapy uh, mm-hmm. and, and talk to a psychologist. And that is what I will be doing. That's my medical goal for the year. Yeah. See, sometimes it's nice, like, you have all year to get it sorted and you just got to, you know, mm-hmm. got to make it happen. I feel like I, I made some of my goals to go to the doctor and the dentist, like, last year, and it really – helped keep me motivated and I felt such a sense of satisfaction and like pride for like crossing it off the list too like just like participating in these activities that feel obvious and you know maintaining your Mm -hmm. health but it can be so hard to like make time for it you know especially if you have anxiety around it or I don't know like no one wants to make time to have like a series of dentist appointments to deal with that thing that you've been putting off you know so Mm -hmm. I don't know. You can make it a bit of a New Year's resolution game. That's what I'm. That's what I've been doing the past couple of years. Do you have any other life goals? Um, I want to walk more. I think something I've struggled mm-hmm. with moving from cities where I just walked everywhere because that's just how it is. Is I now work from home. I don't go into an office. Uh, so I, I, I find myself being stationary, which is fine, mm-hmm. but I feel happier when I do walk and like, you know, look and see different things and like stretch my legs. It's much more from like a mental standpoint. And I've been trying to go on walks with like audiobooks or even with friends or like walking to cafes, getting coffee, like trying to build it more into my routine um, consistently as I just feel like that is something I've been missing because I love walking. I love walking. I love exploring and just even things that I've already seen a million times, just the act of doing it on foot. Uh, it's just something I love. And if you've met my partner before, he is me to an extreme in terms of his level of <laughs> love for walking. <laughs> I still remember one of the like last things that he did was walking from the very top of Manhattan to the very bottom. Yeah, that man loves his steps. Amazing. If he hasn't hit a step goal for the day, he just paces around our bedroom. And I'm like, you are giving me anxiety. Like, can you please go do this somewhere else? Um, <laughs> I love that. But I just want to be more mindfully scheduling in walks. And I feel like I find most success sometimes with things that are easy to push off if I like schedule it in sort of. Um 
to build that habit, I guess, if that makes sense. And I feel like this is like a harmless one. It's really just physically moving. It has no other strings Mm -hmm. attached to it at all, which I also think is really important for me personally from like a mentality standpoint. Yeah, that makes sense. I think one of my favorite things I did um, in 2022 was join, um, become a member of our local botanic garden because (gasps) it really like pushed that for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it also like, opened my eyes to the fact that like I always had this vision of like being a member of things as being this thing only very wealthy people could do Uh, like costing hundreds of thousands of dollars and it's like Mm -hmm. no it's a couple hundred dollars and then you get unlimited access to this thing Mm -hmm. that you love um I feel like having that realization was like really like eye-opening for me Mm -hmm. and so it's something that I definitely want to do more of in 2023 like there's another museum in the city that has kind of become one of my favorites called the tenement Mm -hmm. museum oh I I went to it for the first time yeah, I had never gone to it. And I, I went to it for the first time. And I was like, this is the coolest experience. Because basically yeah. what it is, is it's a, they like bought out this building on the Lower East Side. Um, and they preserved it as much as they, because it was it had basically, basically been abandoned. So it had been like per- preserved from when people actually lived in it, like hundreds mm-hmm. of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they take you through the apartments and they tell you the stories of the people who lived there. And, and they're just mm-hmm. like everyday people, immigrants who, you know, were just trying to survive in New York City. I love going to museums and I love learning about like the quote unquote, like greats of the world and people who like achieved these amazing things. But there was something mm-hmm. like so grounding in just going and learning about like people like just people who just yeah. like lived here and they didn't have a you know what you might consider an exceptional life but like their mm-hmm. stories are still worth telling yes. and especially because they're they're all like immigrant stories I just like I loved it it was such an amazing experience and so one of the things I want to do this year is I want to become a member of the, the Tenem Museum because they have like for there's like a young people I forget what it's called but it's basically like people people in their 20s and 30s mm-hmm. um and you have like they have like special parties and it's for people who are like really passionate about telling and preserving like immigrant stories yeah no I love that I think that's in, that's such an incredible idea and I love the Brooklyn Botanical Garden it's so and it's so especially thinking about like a botanical garden it's always changing depending on the season and the week. So there's always something new to see and experience. And it's just such a lovely and peaceful place. And you're totally right too. It's, there is this feeling of like, oh, I could never be a member of, it feels so fancy, but it definitely isn't in the way that it can actually be very accessible and a great way to like become a part of different communities, meet other people and have this like reoccurring thing in your life that brings you joy. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like that's one of my one of my goals. Just join more things, mm-hmm. um, and then create more too. And not so much like content, but I love crocheting, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finally just got back into it again after like I mean I went really hard with crocheting in like 2020. Um, yes. So I think I, I took a, a little bit of a break after that. Um, but I feel like I've gotten back into it, and it's been really fun. And just like. I don't know, just like creating in general and like painting, sewing, all that kind of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to do more of it this year. I think that's awesome. I want to do more stuff like that. So I wouldn't consider myself very artistic. I have a lot of artistic friends who are very skilled at things. And I feel like I don't participate in certain activities because I have this, I have this, not even this perception, this actual reality that I'm bad at them. And I don't want that to stop me anymore. Um, I still want to be able to try new activities be involved and do things with my friends even if the end result Mm -hmm. is some really crappily crocheted 
like coaster but like it was still great it's still a great time and ultimately even the worst artistic person is going to get better at something the more you try yeah. and attempt things like I even see saw that with my pottery classes I was so bad but by the end of the course like I really I could see myself progressing in this thing and it was so mm-hmm. satisfying to feel like I'm learning and growing in something that is completely self-chosen and really has like no stakes in my life outside of bringing me happiness and it was just such yeah. a rewarding and I was doing with my hands it just felt really really rewarding no I love that and I feel like that's where that whole like self being like too self-aware thing comes from comes yeah. into play also because it's like you have this idea that you're not good at art but mm-hmm. are you not good at it because you don't do it because I, I don't exactly. think there's anyone I, I can't imagine there's a single person who has like tried to like use a pottery wheel and has been good at it the first yeah. time they did it exactly or if they have then like that then they're a total a prodigy like, genius <laughs> prodigy yeah yeah um like it's so it's legitimately like very hard um mm-hmm. to be good at the pottery wheel because i'm bad at painting for example i love painting but i'm not good mm-hmm. at it um yeah. but you're still making something out of nothing and that's uh-huh. so cool i and even know. like with, with crocheting i like i am not good at crocheting like i mm-hmm. just also will watch a youtube video of someone showing how to do it like 50 times but there's also this level of effort sometimes too like i think people have to recognize that like it won't it doesn't it, most things don't come naturally and you're just gonna have to try and practice and practice and eventually mm-hmm. once you kind of get that realization that you're seeing slight progress it will ignite wanting to continue to do it because it's very satisfying to have those signals of like oh oh it it, is starting to come Mm -hmm. together a little bit like that is like such a euphoric and simple thing I guess to integrate in your life that to me anyway like brings so much happiness you know yeah no I get that that could be that could be anything you know well, on that note, very excited for 2023 and everything it has to offer. And I'm so excited just to like spend so much time with you and mm-hmm. to see what, what this year brings. But anyways, I hope everyone listening has had a wonderful beginning to their year. We'd love to hear what kind of goals you've been setting too. If you want to let us know, email us at cozyclubpodcast at gmail.com. Um, but anyways, have a wonderful rest of your year. And we'll see you in our next episode. Stay cozy. Bye.